0: Welcome to Life Church of Mobile's audio podcast. We hope that this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thanks for joining us and enjoy. Father, we just pray for our city. We thank you for a mighty move of your spirit. Bless Mobile Alabama God, continue to pour your spirit out, but Father, bring great favor to the streets of our city, to our communities, to our surrounding areas. Father, we pray. And we release it today. Now, Father, I pray that the word will come alive, amen. that your message will be center and forefront, that, Father, I will disappear into the background and Jesus will be glorified. Amen. That is our prayer in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Before I begin, let me give an absolutely just a shameless advertisement for Wednesday night, uh, promoting it. Uh, be here Wednesday night. You know we're going to talk about destiny, decisions, and and living a life of growth and progress. What it takes, and, and how important our decisions are that, that go along with our destiny. We're even going to touch on it today a little bit. But uh, I want to share a testimony with you that from this past Wednesday night uh, that came in right after the service Wednesday night. We had a super time here. It said, first of all, brother Scott, I want to tell you how grateful I am. This was our first Wednesday. Every first Wednesday we have a a a. Uh, Sunday morning abbreviated Sunday morning service. said so I want to tell you how grateful I am for the worship team and, and especially your Wednesday teachings. I, I always leave refreshed and inspired to hope for the best with my expectation receptors switched on, and things happen. Somebody say, Amen. amen. Now I have to tell you how my God showed up and showed out last Wednesday night, after church, this, this past Wednesday night after church. Directly after leaving church, we stopped at our traditional, and I'll go ahead and give them a plug, Chick-fil-A, for take-home dinner through the drive-thru. Originally, they charged us for the wrong order, but then they credited my debit card for the right order, which we had not yet been charged for. And after a little more confusion at the drive-thru, we ended up with our order and another order for free. They insisted they could not take the wrong order back and that they would zero out the charge on my card. My son immediately said, Mom, God has blessed us. <laughs> yep, I said. That's God's favor and anointing on us. And I explained to him briefly the teaching and the prayer at the end of your teaching uh, Wednesday night. Listen to this, and this is what's powerful in all of this, even beyond the immediate event that took place. He then suggested that because we have his favor on us, we should pray together together for a very important issue that our family has been dealing dealing with recently. So we did right then. Wow. Now we have high hopes and great expectations because our God is faithful and more than capable to meet any need in our life. There will be more great testimony to follow. Amen. Amen. So that's Wednesday nights. I encourage you, don't, don't miss it. And uh, what, what an awesome time we are having. Well, I want everybody to say with me today, forward. forward. And then say this, burn some, burn some plows. I tell you what, say it this way, burn the ships. If that doesn't make any sense to you right now, that's okay, you shouldn't. Hopefully it will when the message is over. One more time, say forward. forward. Burn some plows. Burn the, plows. Burn, the Burn the ships. All right. How many of you know that God is challenging us this year? Amen. Christianity should never be boring. Amen. I, you know what? We, I'm, I'm just telling you right now. Here we go. Y'all in trouble. Been trying all morning. Holy Ghost has been trying all morning. I'm going to help him just a little bit. Here's what I want you to do put everything aside. I know it's going to be inconvenient. I need you to do one thing for me. Everybody stand up. Thank you. Shake it off. 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 And say, Thank you, Lord. I'm ready to go. All right, now you can sit down again. Now, let's, try it. let's start all over. Christianity should never be boring. <laughs> you know, it is the ultimate story of war and redemption and sacrifice and romance and destiny and passion and purpose. Amen. Christians should be the most excited people in all the world. Amen. And we're on a mission this year. Listen, we're not playing around. We are going beyond the surface into transformation. God doesn't just want, but listen, God doesn't just want a loud church. He wants a learning church. I want a loud church, but I want a learning church. I want you to declare it with me today as we get into it. Let's say it this way. Everybody say, Lord, Lord my heart is open. My, heart is open. My, mind is my mind is ready. Take us to another level. Now, I have a question for you. Everybody listen real close. Is it possible for you and for us to love him better? Is it possible to love him more than we do? Because liking Christ and being like Christ are two different things. And here's what I've discovered through the years. A lot of people ask God to do amazing things in their life, but they don't give Him any room to work. So what I'm asking you to do today, church, is listen. Let's make sure that we are making this year a time when we give God a full access pass to our lives. In fact, let's say this way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I won't waste my life. I'm giving it to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Take, me farther, Take me farther, higher, higher and deeper. And deeper. Amen. And amen? You know, I want you to join with me today in believing with all your heart that, that God is writing a story for your life. And here's the good news. I don't care what age you are, he's not finished. I don't want half-baked Christianity in my life because I don't want half-baked results. I want a faith that resembles Christianity's founder whose name was Jesus. And here's what I'm declaring over you. This is for you today. Listen to this. Arise, shine. This is for you. Everybody say, this is for me. That means you're supposed to arise and you are supposed to shine. Arise, shine. Your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. I want you to tell your neighbor right now, God's glory is on you. And say it like you mean it. You know, there's a passage in John chapter 11 and verse 40 that says this, Bobby. It says, Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you just did one thing? How many believers are in the house this morning? Boy, I'm going to stir you all up one way or another. And what does it mean when we have God's glory on our life? Well, one aspect of it is God's glory is, that means we have his view and opinion that you would be able to see life and particularly your life through the lens of God's glory, of God's presence. God's glory is his view and his opinion, how God sees you. Seeing things like God does. Jesus said, if you would believe that you would see God's glory. Believe what? Believe you're not an accident. Believe you're not a mistake. Believe you are loved and God has a purpose for you. Believe that every lie of the enemy has no power over your life. Believe that God is working and there are still things for you to do and accomplish in your future. Can I hear an amen in this house? Believe that he will make a way where there seems to be no way. Believe that you're his. He loves you, accepts you, and he's going to take care of you. Believe that no matter what happened yesterday, no matter what happened last week, no matter what happened last month, no matter what happened last year, or no matter what happened five minutes ago, he still loves you and has a plan for your life. I need an amen. And believe that God's love never fails for you. Somebody say, I believe. I I want you to declare today, what's behind me won't make me miss miss. what's ahead of me. Declare today, it's a new year. Y'all, y'all not saying it. Declare, it's a new year year. and it's my time. Shout it, it, I believe it. You know, I don't know if you ever thought about it or not, and I'm just getting my engine idle warmed up this morning. Amen. So just get your seatbelt. Now, I started to say buckle your seatbelt, but don't. I need some of you to jump up every now and then and say, preach it, Brother Scotty. Amen. I want you to help me. We, You know, you help me preach in this house. And that's a good thing. You can do that and still listen and absorb, too, at the same time. Amen. The way of faith and believing is always forward. Amen. Everybody say forward. forward. I don't know if you ever thought about, we, we say this scripture, but we don't really consider it and ponder it. Faith is the substance of things forward. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's ahead of me, not behind me. Fix your eyes on Jesus. So, Let's declare right now as we're talking about going forward, and that's what the message is about today, I want you to declare and decide in your life today that you believe. Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you would believe, you would see God's glory on your life? How many believers are in the house waving me this morning? Now, let's look at 1 Kings chapter 19. And hopefully we'll be able to bring this together. Now, I want to read it to you in the King James, the New King James, I guess, probably first. And then I want to read it to you in the New Living Translation because it will bring a little bit of clarity to it. Some of you know this story and you'll remember it. First Kings 19, verse 19. You know, we've been talking on Wednesday night about how destiny finds you in your place of responsibility And if you've been missing that, boy, folks, you've been missing some deep, profound, life-changing teaching. But you'll find an example of this in in this passage that we read, that destiny will find you in your place of responsibility, whatever that place of responsibility is, whatever that role is that God has given you in your life at this time, in this season of where you are. This is about uh, Elijah and Elisha. So he departed from there. And found Eli- Elisha. It's talking about Elijah. He departed from there. He found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him and was with the twelfth. Then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. Whew. And he left the oxen and ran, ran ran after Elijah and said, Please let me kiss my father and mother, and then I will follow you. And he said to him, Go back again, for what have I done to you? So Elisha turned back from him, took a yoke of oxen, and slaughtered them, boiled the flesh using the oxen's equipment, and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he rose up and followed Elijah and served him. Now, let me read it to you in the New Living. So Elijah went and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, plowing a field. There were 12 teams of oxen in the field, and Elisha was plowing with the 12th team. Elijah went over to him, threw his cloak across his shoulders, and walked away. Elisha left the oxen standing there, ran after Elijah, and said to him, First, let me go and kiss my father and mother goodbye, and then I will go with you. Elijah replied, and here's, this makes more sense when you read it. Go on back, but think about what I have done to you. So Elijah returned to his auction, oxen, slaughtered them. He used the wood from the plow to build a fire to roast their flesh. He passed around the meat to the townspeople, and they all ate. He went with Elijah as his assistant. Can somebody say amen to the reading of the Word of God? Now, obviously from this passage, Elisha was raised in a wealthy family. Drew, this goes so good with what you read this morning. It's pretty amazing how God can put it together. Elisha was raised in a wealthy farming family. If you had a yoke of oxen, you were doing good. If you had 12, you were uptown. I'm talking... He had 12 yoke of oxen, and therefore he had to have people to work them. And Elijah, not Elisha, but Elijah was the most famous prophet in all of Israel. If he showed up, well, hopefully you had done all your repenting and cleaning up before he walked, before he showed up, because you wanted to know how do you come? Do you come in peace? (laughs) What kind of word do you come with? he was the most famous, famous prophet in all of Israel, but he does something that is very prophetic that God is doing in this house right now in this season. I don't know how many of you are going to get this and I don't know how many of you are going to take it, but for those who do, this marks this time This past month and the month that we're in now and what God is doing right now is a line of demarcation for what God is doing in our lives at this time and in this house. He takes his cloak, and I brought these are from Israel, that has been on his shoulders. And he walks up to the place of commerce. Where Elisha is fulfilling his place of responsibility. And without any announcement. And without any explanation. He takes that off of his shoulders. And he places it over Elisha. Not one word turns and walks away. And Elisha doesn't walk after him. He doesn't sit around for a minute and think about it. The word says he runs after Elijah. Listen, because in his heart, He knows what this means. It does not have to be explained to him. It is clear in his spirit what has happened and what has taken place. And to every man... And to every woman in the house. Those of you watching online who cannot be here today, I am prophesying to you and I am telling you today by the word of our Lord that God has walked into life, church. God has walked. Almighty God himself has walked up to us and he has taken the cloak and he has thrown it across our shoulders. It is our time It is our season. He throws his cloak over Elijah, which says, watch this. I see that God wants to do great things in your life. Can I borrow this? I tried to figure out a way that I could get to every person in the house today and throw this cloak across your shoulders. I could not figure I couldn't figure out a way to do it without us being here till the Super Bowl was over tonight. <laughs> which I have very little interest in anyway, but that's okay. My Super Bowl's already been. I won't talk about that, but anyway. Hallelujah. Folks, I'm telling you. To those who have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. God is saying, my anointing is in this house. My calling is in this house. My word is in this house. And the cloak is being laid across your shoulders in this day, in this hour, in this time and in this season. And I am asking you, my people, will you receive the cloak of my anointing that is on you this day? Will you say yes to the moving of my spirit? Will you say yes to me and for what I want to do in your life? To those who will say, yes, God is saying, I want to do great things in your life. And some of you, I, I tell you this now. Do not simply sit and say, but God, I've seen this and you've done that and I have walked through all of that. God is saying, this is a time when I want to do greater, far more than you have ever seen, far more than has ever happened. I know what we're to do now. As I minister this word today, from time to time, give me some helpers up here. You walk up and have somebody throw that over your shoulder. Now, I'm going to keep teaching, but as you sense it, you come forward, and I believe there. I, listen, I am not. sure This is not a gimmick. I did not. I did not dream this up. I did not think this up. It is simply what I sense. Come to this as as I continue to teach. Come and receive what God is saying in this time and in this hour. This is the challenge to us. Now, here's what this means. Oh, man I know it. I know it. I know it. Oh. I don't know if I'm going to be able to teach this or not because the anointing of God is so strong. On this, my God, Mark. Here's what God is saying your next season is waiting on you. You didn't hear that. God is saying your next season is waiting on you. He was saying to Elisha, my son. Your next season is waiting on you. Elders, pastors, come on. Begin to to lay this on people's shoulders. I didn't intend to do it this way, but it's just being birthed. And so we've got to follow the flow of the Holy Spirit. God is saying your next season is waiting on you. Listen, everybody look up here. My question to you is this. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? I have laid myself before God. Oh, God. There's a scripture in Job chapter 17. I want to read it to you in the, in the New Living Translation. It says this. Job 17 verse 9 in the New Living says this. The righteous keep moving forward. Are you here, church? The righteous keep moving forward, and those with clean hands become stronger and stronger. God is calling us forward to his plan. He is calling us forward with purpose, with his purpose and will for our lives. Now, everybody listen. Everybody look at me. Even those of you gathered up here right now, please hear this. You have got to ask yourself this question this morning. Look at me. I want your attention. This is important. I want you to ask yourself this question right now. What does moving forward look like for me? If you can't answer that, it is time to step in to the river. Again, I'm going to ask you, what does moving forward look like for you? It can be and look like a step of action. Obedience, a step of obedience in your finances, in your health, in your time. It can look like adjusting some things that nobody knows about in your life except God. It can be private areas that people don't know about, but God does. It can be prioritizing by putting God first. For some of us, it's continuing to do what we do, but doing it on a new level with fresh fire and fervor, saying yes to the areas of God in your life that God is speaking to you about and then running with it. You know what? I'm going to have to teach this later. We have got to release. Amen. I have got to release. Everybody stand up. My God, let's have me have the worship team come back. Amen. And, uh, you know, it's like I, I guess I just was trying to talk God out. Of, if it takes a few minutes, it's going to have to take a few minutes. Because I want to be considerate of your time. But I'm telling you, where, where are the, uh, where's the. Israel things that I wish I had about a hundred of them. All right. Yes. Yeah. I tell you what, I, I believe I want to use these. I, 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 I thought about that, but you know what? For some reason I felt like God had these for just, they have been in my office since I went to Israel 18 months ago. And I just felt like, and that, that's, that's, you know, just what I just feel like. So here's what I'm going to do. You guys help me, and let's, let's get the worship team going, and let's, we're going to line up. Susan, you come help me, and we're going to lay these. I want you to lay this over every woman in the house. Sure, that'll be good. Amen. Let's just do this. For everybody that wants it, that wants to say yes to what God is doing in this season, you come. If you don't want to, that's fine. It's up to you. It's your choice. But I'm telling you, God has challenged your preacher this year. God has challenged me. And I am I'm in a place I've never been in all my life. And I've said yes to God. Let's go, church. Let's go. Thanks again for listening to Life Church of Mobile's podcast. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at lifechurchmobile.com.